right, welcome back to another episode of the Rod Ben Ambassadors Podcast. I am your host, Greg, from at Greg Lord Outdoors. And uh, despite the fact that it is not tournament fishing season, there are some pretty awesome things that just got released for Keystone Bass Kayak Series. And tonight I am joined by the usual suspects, Tournament uh, Lake Series Director Ben Lee and River Director Ryan Van Tyne. What's up? Yo, yo. What's up? up? How's everyone doing? Fantastic. Oh, I'm cheer, cheers, Ben. Cheers. Our seat all strapped in the car today. We're good to go. Everyone have a good oh. Thanksgiving. It's good. Deep fried it's turkey good. wrapped in bacon. No. Oh. Didn't burn your house down. That's always a good thing. No, no, it's all good. Outside. Yeah. Outside. Have to do it outside, not in the kitchen. Not in the kitchen. I microwaved my turkey this for 30 minutes. It's good. Oh, Jesus. Is that a real thing? You can do that? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past him for him to try, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, as I said, it is not tournament fishing season uh, for bass anyway. I'm sure there's probably some crazies out there that do tournament ice fishing or some stupid stuff like that um no offense to the ice fishermen we just never have ice in western pa and there ice- is a series in western pa oh really yep western pa hard water they got two events this year i actually saw it today they they had to shrink their schedule down because of said reason of not having ice but they got an event on arthur in january and one on uh Prescow in february dude arthur has only had like two days of safe fishable ice like in the past two years if i think if i'm not mistaken it's like you get one you get one day of it and then it goes to like slush the next day and you're not those guys are animals i know yeah ice ice fishing is a whole different ball game that i'm not gonna probably ever get in i mean i was i guess technically kind of ice fishing uh yesterday whenever i was up uh slamming some chrome so that was fun but it was just more more slush than ice, and which was an absolute nightmare for a couple hours. But anyway, let's get into the fun stuff. So it was last week, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe a little bit longer than that. My days are starting to run together a little bit now. The tournament schedule for the 2024 KBKS was uh was released and we had a get together the beginning of November. Uh, there were a number of us there. There was a lot of really good open discussion about what everyone was potentially wanting to see for the 2024 season. Uh, ben and Ryan listened to it wholeheartedly. I had a conversation with Ben that day while we were there to go over some of the stuff that we were talking about and what everyone's opinions were with it. You guys took it, and we ended up with a really awesome schedule for uh, for this season that I'm really excited to uh, fish in, but for right now, excited to talk about. So I guess, you know, kind of maybe said a little bit of it already, but where where was the, you know, the catalyst to look at doing all this? Um. I think Ben Ben and I had had a couple discussions on reaching the decision to to not 
pick it ourselves. And I think the main reason was because that isn't something that it's already offered to anglers in this area. Um, that's something that I think Ben and I are kind of on the same page with is like trying to offer something different to the anglers in this area and not the same thing as other people, because then there's not going to be something that would draw people that wouldn't necessarily come fish our stuff. If it was just the same song and dance as every trail, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think and something that was needed and, uh, not that picking the schedule ourselves wrong. Cause I feel like last year's schedule was pretty damn good. And I'm sure we would have come up with another damn good one, but our anglers chose a really freaking good one. So, you know, and it gave us something to work with. And, uh, I- I'm pretty excited about, you know, the rivers, but I don't know what Ben, what do you think about the lakeside? I mean, I, I think the schedule overall for both series looks pretty dang good. I mean, um, I mean, if we don't listen to the anglers, I, I don't think we're doing our job uh, as directors to to kind of give everybody what they want. So, you know, part of that, that has to happen. And, and we both kind of thought the same thing. And, you know, just all those guys don't get too crazy trying to you know, recommend stuff <laughs> that's not feasible, but, um, but yeah, we take all that stuff and then we have to look at it and see if it makes sense on the schedule because, I mean, there's other series, there's bigger national series that always come to PA and that there's just a lot that goes on behind the scenes of trying to get everything to mesh. And, you know, sometimes what somebody recommends isn't going to work, but I think we, we squeeze them in, you know, we, we're limited here with, uh, our off season when it gets closed. So that kind of makes it hard to, to pick anything other than time of tuning and, and eerie at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Because they're, they're the only ones that let us do it because they're border waters. That doesn't so, make it, makes it impossible to pick anything yeah. but those two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to start your series in June, but I, I mean, you start your series in June, your, your weekends are going to be jam packed for like three months. And, and I don't know. I like to see like, one or two a month any more than it starts to get hard people to get to them but um but i thought we you know we kind of did that switched it around a little bit eerie early which we haven't done that early yet but i know that it, eerie's going to be banging uh that time yeah. of year yeah and realistically pilot tuning it always fishes pretty good there's just that, i love that date for pilot tuning i really do yeah, I don't even like. I think it's gonna be good. That time of tuning is good. That it's the way I like to fish. That's a good date. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it'll it'll be real good. So to to go down through on the lakeside, um, and if anyone that listens to this is not part of the series, this can be found at uh, their new Instagram page, Keystone Bass Kayak Series. Uh, only post on the page right now, but it's the most important one. <laughs> so, uh, the lakeside, we have Erie and Presque Isle on April 27th, Pima Tuning on May 18th, Lake Arthur, uh, is June 15th, which is earlier than what it has been the past two years. Um, so that'll be a little bit different. You might find you know, it's going to be some different patterns and everything. Typically past two years, that's been at the end of, uh, of July. So that should be different. 
And then two lakes I've actually never fished before. Um, July 20th is High Point Lake. Uh, I already did a little bit of research into looking where that one was and for size and everything. And then August 24th is Shawnee Lake. Um, and both of those are out east. So maybe pull in a little bit, uh, some different anglers from out in that area if they want to try to get into an event and everything, which, you know, nothing nothing wrong whatsoever with trying to expand it out there. I yeah. so it, I got some, I got some chatter from the Yawk boys. Um you will be pulling a couple of the Yawk boys to to those two. What on a lake? No, yep. get out of wow. here. Wow. Yep. Wow. I um I got actually got we posted that um I forget what day it was but when we posted it. I got seven messages over the next like two days of guys that want to know like what our membership fees are and stuff like that. And so I went down the, the, the list of, you know, Hey, we don't have membership fees and, and kind of gave them all the details. So I guess other people like the, the schedule too. Um, I've never fished, uh, fished on the Shawnee. Uh, I heard good things about it. It's about the size of Conneaut, but it, it's not, it's not a lake like Conneaut. It's different. Um, However, High Point Lake is like Conneaut with like deep grass. And we put it in that that July spot because those deep, clear grass lakes are really fun to fish uh, in that dead heat of summer. Yeah, they um, get real and, active deep. Yeah, they they're, get, they're, they're active deep. Yeah, super active. And, and let's be honest, uh, High Point's not going to see anywhere near the uh, – fishing pressure or boat pressure that Conneaut <laughs> sees. So I really wanted to get Conneaut back on the schedule, but it's just, they keep adding docks and boats and it's just, it's getting a little out of control. It's hard to get kayakers on there. Yeah. Um. Well, excuse me while I uh, get on some sort of shopping site and order half inch chatter baits so I can get them down <laughs> deeper and rip them through grass. You um, might need three quarter ounces. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it looks, it looks awesome. Uh, for me, especially with having two new lakes, uh, on the schedule. And then of course, Erie in April, it's, that's hard to beat. I mean, everyone, if you fish Western PA, no matter in kayak or boat, and you want to get on the water to catch big fish, you go to Erie in that early springtime and you go up there and you hit and you catch goddamn footballs. Like mm -hmm. that's what it is. I can't wait for it. I, a rig will be uh, lined up and ready to go for that one, boys. I hope I roll like 14 pounds in on one cast one of these times, but um, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm very excited for, for what that looks like. I got, like I said, two new lakes. I'm going to have to do some research on everything. And I think, you know, I'm sure other people have probably fished them, but I've heard of high point before. I had never heard of Shawnee. So that's, I immediately was looking for that one to see where that one was at. Yeah. That one, the Shawnee's, uh, it's got, it's shallow, but it has some, some deep spots to it. It's, it, I don't know that there's a lake that's kind of like, it's kind of like a two or three different lakes in the one kind of deal. So it's got a little bit for everybody which is nice. Um, and it, it kind of falls in that, that sweet spot. It's also not the standard lakes that we put on the schedule. So it does help us reach out a little bit and, and get guys to kind of see, um, and without having membership fees, it makes it easy for somebody just to wake up one day, like, yo, I'm going to go fish this tournament and, and just, you know, pay on tourney X and just go and do it. Yeah. So I, I think all those things kind of play well 
uh, with how we laid it out. So we were uh, were High Point and Shawnee Lakes that got submitted by people for like the top five that you that we did for the the get together. Were those ones yeah. that were in there? I think Shawnee might have been in there once. Um, High Point maybe a couple times, but they Shawnee. I remember looking at it years ago, and I just um, I didn't know enough about it. And so I, I didn't use it years ago, but seeing it, somebody else, you know, put it on there. And then I talked to Nate about it um, and a couple of the other Laurel Highland guys about it. And so uh, it sounded right and it sounded like it would fit the month that we wanted to put it in. So it, it just seemed like it, you know, let's let's give it the green light. Let's let's try it and see what happens. Size is good. Um, like I said, it's about a thousand acres, I think, something around there. Uh, so it's perfect. It's not too big, not too small. We won't get all crowded up in, in one area. So I think it'll be, it'll play nice. And then high point. I mean, that's, there's been some really big fish coming out of there, but um, it's been on the list to have the dam repaired for like the past, like three years. And they just, um, I don't think they're going to start anything until like 2025. And that's what it is right now. So we might as well hit it while we can before they drain it and there's no fish in it. Okay. I was not aware of that. So yeah, that that's pretty awesome. I'll as I said and have said it a couple of times now, it's it's exciting. I always like hitting new bodies of water. There'll definitely be some pre-fishing that goes on in those, maybe, so I can get out there and uh and take a look at them and stuff, but it'll it'll be fun. And to get over on the moving water side, Ryan put yeah, together a hell of a schedule on that side as well. We got a super early event in April, the pre-spawn bronze insanity um, that's going to be out on the Junietta. That is going to be a joint event with uh, Mid-Atlantic, was it Mid-Atlantic Kayak Bass Fishing? Okay. Uh, June 29th is the Yawk. The July 13th is Clarion. July 27th is Kiski. And then I'm going to probably call it the big one for uh, for what Erie is for the lakeside. This is going to be the big one for the riverside. And it's getting paired with a pretty awesome event as well. Uh, August 10th is going to be the Fiesta on the Susky. And that is a joint event with the Kayak Adventure Series. And Ryan, all the credit goes to... I mean, I feel like I can say all the credit goes to you for uh, for making those connections and making that one happen for us. I second that. That's all, Ryan. Crush it. That so, I that's something that has actually that was actually kind of in the works before last year's schedule even came out. It wasn't decided that it was even happening, but the talks were happening. It was like a, I didn't even know it whenever I was talking to Drew about that. Cause I had mentioned something about to him about going to Georgia and fishing for shoal bass. Cause I know that he lived down there for quite some time and he just knows a lot of good areas to go shoal bass fishing in Georgia. And I had mentioned to him like, Hey dude, if I'd left, like there was one weekend I was just going to wake up and just start driving and go there. I was like, if I just leave, like where, just give me a town to go to 
where should I go? And he was like, Oh, you in the, so that led into this discussion, long discussion about the possibility of there being an event up here in the future. And that started before last year's schedule came out. And then he approached me again and was like, would, would, is this something that you'd be interested in? And I said, absolutely dude. you know, I, you know, I, I would love to make that happen. Um, I want, obviously I can't force that on our anglers. Um, but it, it's something that I brought up and everyone was really excited about. And for good reason, I mean, it, it, it's, it's really seems like an amazing thing, like, especially with me and who I am and how I am, um, that series I feel like is geared a lot around obviously the competition, but there's a lot of interaction and networking that happens at these events. I feel like in learning and, you know, he has seminars and just a lot of really awesome stuff planned for these events. And I'm super freaking excited about it, but with that said, I don't think that that's the big one on the schedule. Um, the big one on the schedule, I think, is going to be the one on the Juniata with MAKBF. Um, there's a reason MAKBF is going to the Juniata in April this year. Uh, <laughs> there are big fish in the Juniata in April. Um yeah, there's there is a magical time on that on the main body of water when those fish kick out and head up the creeks and I the Juniata is a river, but it is the largest. I think it's the largest in in the general vicinity of eastern Pennsylvania that is as big as the Juniata and it, and it acts as a Creek to the Susquehanna river. And, uh, I think, I think it will be the first event with a hundred inches in a couple of, I don't know if Keystone's had a hundred. I don't remember a hundred. No, I don't think, uh, we've, but we've I could, had nineties, but never, Nobody's ever busted uh, that uh, century mark. I think there are quite a few anglers that fish the river series that could break 100. Um, and I think that if it's going to happen at any, it'll happen at that one. And I'm really excited. I, you know, Jake and Josh, Jake Harshman and Josh Evans, they're some awesome freaking people. And that event, you can even ask Ben, like I was talking about that months ago um, and I didn't, I was leaning towards maybe doing like a team, like a mandatory team event for safety reasons, um, just because I didn't really feel comfortable or want anglers to be by themselves at that time of the year. Um, it's a, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to be put in position to make the decision to have a tournament that early in the year, but also have the possibility of having the best day of fishing of your life. It's like there's some danger involved, but there's also some really awesome outcomes that could come from this. So when I saw MAKBF, I instantly messaged Jake Harshman and was like, dude, I was like, this is something that I've wanted on the schedule for a while. I just didn't know how to approach it. And now that I see you have it on your schedule, like 
it totally makes me want to do this now. Do you have any interest in, in doing a joint event? And, you know, he reached out to their leadership team and they talked about it and he got back to me, him and Josh both and said, it's a go. So it's a freaking go. And I think that's going to, that event is going to turn out some fish, man. Yeah. So last year, uh, whenever I was up in Erie doing some steelhead fishing, there were a couple guys that were fishing around me and started like BSing with them and everything. They're both actually physicians uh, that were out at Hershey and obviously, you know, talking about steelhead fishing and other fishing in general and talking about the kayak fishing uh, side of for bass and stuff. They're like, Oh yeah, here, check this out. And they talked about the Junietta and they showed me pictures of some of the smallies they were catching out there at their, their equivalent to Erie. I mean, they are some, and I mean, I know the Susky has them too, um, but there are some massive fish. And then whenever we fished the Susky this year, um, Andrew, the one kid, what, like actually asked me, is, are you able to go up the Junietta? And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we are, but I'm floating with some guys and everything. And he was like, okay, well, here you go anyway. And he actually dropped me some pins of some stuff where he's like, uh, the other guy's name was Joe. He's like, this is where Joe and I have absolutely hammered fish up in this river. And there is a chance to catch some monsters up there if you can get it right. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw this. Unfortunately, I'm probably not going to be able to fish it as a responsible husband and father. I am. My wife sitting next to me. Yeah. Uh, I am <laughs> limiting myself to just fishing the lake series this year, um, just to be able to be be more noticeable at home and everything. Last year was was fun. I had a great time. What's like Ben? You were saying about you know, stacking those tournaments multiple months together, not starting until late. Like that's hard in general, just for anglers to do. But whenever you have all your other responsibilities and everything, like it is difficult to be gone and do these tournaments and make sure, you know, keeping everything going at home and stuff. So I am going to have to unfortunately bow out of the, the river events and everything, but that is, I didn't realize I knew you were excited for that one, Ryan, but I didn't realize you were that excited for that one. Yeah, that one's that one. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to take anything away from that event on the North Branch because from everything that I, I, I there have been multiple reputable people from that area. I've asked about the North Branch or the West Branch. I've all said the North Branch. Obviously, Main Sasuke is you can't beat it, but we wanted to change things up this year, give a little bit different of a look. And this just kind of all worked out. There were votes for it for the North Branch, and it was something that everyone was interested in doing joint with them. So, I mean, I'm not trying to downplay that, but I just think that the Juniata that day, that early, I think it's just going to blow any other river out of the water this year yeah uh what's crazy is the um whenever you talk about like the north branch and it being up in like chemung new york and everything uh there's a hospital that i go to up there for work and i've never really said it on here but i i deal with stuff with organ donation and everything so we have a hospital that's way up there in sayer pa 
and we fly into Elmira, New York, whenever we go to that hospital and we get a rental car and we drive back to Robert Packer, which is in Sayre, PA, and you go along on um, whatever highway that is out there and you're going along like the Chemung River is flowing through that area. And I don't know how many times where it's just like, damn, like I wish I had a travel rod in my like work bag right now because it looks like some just absolutely dirty water that you could catch some fish in. And I don't mean that in a, a dirty as in like ugly water. I mean, like it's just dirty looking fish in. But I think it, yeah, it, it, that uh, stuff all looks good. The uh, the cool thing I like about that, that what Ryan did with the river series, you got these three rivers that are like out that way that all are connected in some way, shape or form, but they're all going to fish different. And that's mm-hmm. that's what's cool about it. Like they're the the structure of them, the the way they set up, they're all going to fish different. So you're fishing the same areas, but they're totally different. And I think that's that's just pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's again, it's a good good series of events. And then, so in contrast to this year, uh, and it was one of the things that we discussed at the get together, is going away from a. Sorry, I have to laugh. Ben gets up and it's the stepbrothers back. That's so funny. <laughs> John C. Riley looks hilarious in that. Those, um, two, those, those two right there are literally my kids. Yeah. Like they act and behave the exact same way. Uh, we're here just to fuck shit up. Um, so uh, it was, you know, discussed at the um, at the event. And instead of doing um, a river championship or a, uh, a series championship for each side for the lake and the river, uh, there is just one overall championship. And I don't know, I'm sure you guys have figured it out, but I know there was discussion and I don't know what the final outcome was with it. And maybe you guys don't have it yet either. How How is everything going to play out for the championship for this year? Or is it just everyone gets to fish in it sort of a thing. I can't remember if there was a decision on that or if that was still in the works. We have it figured out. It's all figured out. I'll let Ben tell it. <laughs> um, since we added in the um, the five events, I mean, it makes sense not to do individual championships. Um, and just, we can get our overall championship in a little bit earlier. So we're going to try and get that in, in September, which will be nice. Um, but what we're going to do is for each of the series, as long as you fish in three events in one of the series, not the series combined. Like, so you can't fish two in the lake and one in the river and count as three. It has to be three in one of the series. Then you'll get a, a spot to fish uh, in the championship. And you're still going to do it as a two day. Yep. Two river, day it, lake and river. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I I knew that that was one of the discussions, and I wasn't sure, as I said, like what the final outcome was. But and there yeah, will still be a belt. The belt I, will be there. Awesome. And then That's the great. other thing too, I it, it was because it was the first thing that Ben and I made sure that we changed. Um, I forgot until you talk started talking about changes is, is that we no longer have Saturday Sunday events. Um, we Ben and I really i mean it's tough making a schedule period for one because you have other trails that you don't you you try your hardest not to have 
events the same weekends as other trails because you want every trail to do their best and you want the anglers not have to pick between trails and you, you would you just want max participation at every trails events that you can give and we were fortunate to get schedules early and uh be able to work with other other trails to get our schedule worked out but then on top of that ben and i also have to work with each other to put out 10 events on opposite weekends so <laughs> so we yeah. no longer have saturday sunday events they are alternating weekends, which for the guys that do both, it's going to make for a freaking awesome summer of fishing because you're going to have an event almost every weekend. Um, but uh, <laughs> you know, that is a gallery couple, back there. There were a couple of things that we wanted to make sure happened right away. And that was one of them because. You know, I experienced it myself, um, and I heard from other anglers as well that the Saturday Sunday thing—it—it just—it was it, tough. It, it, I'm, it's I hard mean, to just, do, yeah, with family, and it's hard to do physically. I mean, it's really difficult doing that. Yeah, I I would completely concur. It's, I think, what was, it just looking back on it, and maybe you guys had the conversation about it already. If you would have done the year how the championship was done with doing the lake or the river event on the Saturday and the lake event on Sunday, it may have been a little bit better just in terms of the actual physical part of it, because it's hard to do the river events unless you single access, like you got to find float partners, you got to have multiple vehicles, all that kind of stuff. So if it would have been that way the whole summer, it still would have been hard, but maybe not as difficult. But I think getting away from the back-to-backs is going to be, you know, a very positive thing for everyone moving forward in this uh, upcoming season. Yep. Yeah, that, I think that's definitely the uh, the way to go. I mean, it was a great idea. Getting, yeah, we're – we're not getting any younger, and I can tell you those two days were brutal. As good as it sounded. Yeah, I I would agree on that one, man. Uh, so I don't want to talk too much about the um. I was going to bring up with the the Susky event, and it is partnered with the Kayak Adventure series, and that's a that's a pretty awesome thing. There's multiple things that have been already posted about what drew is doing with that series and you know everyone can you know on their own kind of due diligence look into it and see how it is it's gonna be an awesome uh awesome year of events for them and it's pretty cool to have something that's going to be in conjunction with them and just as a possibility there there might be a future episode where that uh that name is going to be in this uh, zoom screen. So we'll see maybe how things go with that. Um, Ryan's on the, uh, you know, working behind the scenes for that one to see if we can make that happen, which would be pretty awesome. Um, But, you know, time will tell on that, which would be still pretty freaking cool, actually. Uh, So that covers, that covers the events. Uh, It covers what the championship's going to be. Do you guys want to touch on how AOI is going to be for this coming season? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think we plan on changing um, a whole lot. I mean, I think we're going to keep it pretty much the same. Except now, um, except the the AOI ending at the uh, individual championships, since we don't have those, AOI will roll all the way into uh, the championship. Okay, so you still have the double points for the championship like we did this past yeah, year? I, I think that's going to be the way to go. I mean, we can we still need to talk a little bit more about it. Okay. Um, but I think I think that's the way to go. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I like it. Um, I, I like it especially because now we're not making it exclusive to qualify for the championship or not as exclusive. <laughs> I think now that our qualifications for the championship are a lot more inclusive, that's going to be more beneficial to have that stay double points. Whereas say, I mean, realistically, if you don't qualify for the championship, you're probably not in the hunt for AOI points, but you know, anything could happen. So with now that we're having just three AOI events qualifies for the championship, that's going to be pretty beneficial to everybody fishing it. Yeah. It'll, it'll be fun. And then I think the only other question uh, that I had that was something that was posed is, is there talk of doing, um, one one event on each side and each trail as a a quote unquote signature event with the the higher pay-ins and everything or um is that still kind of in the works at the moment that's still in the works okay it it has been kicked around but it's hard to figure out i don't know if we will decide to do that this year or not but it is talked about it's something that we did kick around um but we'll definitely see if we can make that happen um, because there are uh, some, I feel like we want to do that in a place that's going to draw a higher amount of anglers anyhow. And I feel like both of our schedules offer that kind of event um, where it's already going to draw 30 plus, maybe, maybe 40. Um, And then if you offer that higher payout, you know, you could kick it up another 15, which even makes the payout even higher. So, you know, that's something that Ben and I could hammer out and figure out if, if it's worth doing this year. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you hate to put it in there and then lose people because of it, because the, the, you know, just for quick thinking, but it's definitely something that we're interested one of one of the biggest concerns was like you know you some sometimes guys want to they want to know that they can have a chance to to make it through the season if there's like if we make a signature event that's worth extra points on a certain day and that day doesn't work out for somebody we might lose them for the whole season they just might not show up at all yeah i thought you know? the talk was not necessarily extra points it was just going to be a higher buy in for a higher yeah, payout I, yeah, and that's something we've we've kind of kicked that around too. Okay, um, just trying to figure out what's what's the most fair thing to do because, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, somebody's always going to complain, and that's what we're here for to listen to the guys complain. That's fine. That's you know, we'll, that's that's what we need to do. Um, but we have to make sure that whatever decision we make, there's there's logic behind it and reason behind it. Not just we don't want to make a decision to say, oh, we did it because because we can. So tough. Like we just want to make sure it makes sense. 
Yeah, I hear you. That's what I said. I was just uh, in my mind, like going through some of the stuff that we were talking about at the get together and everything is trying to hit on some of the stuff that definitely got talked about. Uh, so that covers that part. And I wanted to bring this in because if you're talking tournament fishing and you guys already know where I'm probably going with this. I don't. So I'm excited because <laughs> everyone has been freaking talking about it this year. I know where it's going. And yeah, Ben does live scope. Oh yeah. That's why I, I don't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that definitely has been one of the, um, one of the hot topics with professional series. Um, and maybe it's being talked about in the kayak stuff as well. And I'm just maybe not as in tune to all that stuff as I am with, I mean, I'm not even necessarily that in tune with the professional aspect either, but I follow a lot of the social media stuff. I follow a lot of the professional anglers and everything. Um, it definitely has been a discussion. And so I figured what the hell, if we're going to talk about fishing in the 2024 season, um, I figured it would just be a, a little, a little sidebar conversation about, uh, what's, what's opinions on this. Um, I will, I'll give my side real quick. I, I run live scope. Um, I bought it this year. It's a very interesting tool to have on my kayak. Um, I will say that even outside of tournament fishing, I probably only utilized it to catch two or three fish all year uh, from the time I bought it, just because a lot of the stuff we fish is maybe not always conducive to running that because it's a lot of grass lakes and everything. And that's more for deeper offshore structure, you know, those type of things. Um, so I personally feel like I did not necessarily have an advantage over someone that was not running it. Um, Ben, I know you run, uh, active target. And so I guess what are, you know, what are your feelings about it? Um, now that a couple points, I don't, I don't think I think it's an awesome tool and I love taking it fishing with me. I I've done I don't think I took it on any of my river events. I, I think that was just purely um just fishing. Cast as make as many casts as you can make, get in front of as many fish as you can, catch fish. Um but on lakes I, I definitely utilize it, but it the time of the year when we have our events isn't necessarily the most conducive for when that's going to be a prime player. Um, by the time we're, you know, even when we're on Erie, when we're on uh, Pimey, you might be able to use on Erie and, and do well with it, but somebody who's not using it can do just as well without it because of just how many fish there are. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be a game, you know, maker when it comes to, to using it. And then the, the other best time to use it is like October and our, our tournaments are done. So I, I don't think our season allows it to be this game changing decision maker where like only the, 
if you have live scope or active or whatever, if you have any kind of forward facing sonar, uh, you'll get in the top three. No, that's, that's not how that works. I don't, so I don't think it's going to be a problem. And the other thing is, you know, I, I like the idea that our, our series is pretty unrestricted as far as motors, put them on there, electronics. And I don't, I don't want to start capping things. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't see it being a, I don't see it being a problem. Um, a lot of the national trails uh, still have it. I, I just don't see it playing on, on our lakes here in PA. If it's a different state that has different uh, the lakes set up differently and they are getting offshore a lot more, yeah, you, you can definitely probably use that to, uh, to have a, an advantage over somebody who's, who's not using it. But that's just not how our lakes play. So I don't think it's a problem here. Yeah, I, th I don't really have an opinion on it. I don't use electronics. Um, I follow it a little bit, but I will say that I think in kayak fishing in general, the only real players that are going to be dealing, like kind of in line with what Ben's saying, the only players that are going to be dealing with that are the national trail level, like the BOS the bass the all-american like the bigger trails like that where they are going to these bigger lakes that are known for offshore fishing like that you're gonna run into that where it where it is gonna affect the outcome of events um but again our lakes here you can fish that way but i don't think the quantity of fish you're going to find. I, I don't, and that could just be me having my biased opinion on using electronics. I just don't think that tool on our lakes here in Pennsylvania is going to benefit you any more than beating the banks up on a cove somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but with that said, I wouldn't know because I don't use electronics. I think Greg, I think if you, I think if you spent, because I think if I'm not mistaken, I think Ewing Minor or something in a couple events this year in shallower lakes or lakes known for fishing shallower has gone offshore and done very well with live scope. Um, I think if you live scope is one of them things that like you really have to spend a lot of freaking time like figuring out out how to make it work with the way you fish yep. because i i don't think and this is just an outsider perspective i don't think it's like i i don't think it's gonna help you as much as you think it's gonna help you you know what i mean yeah it, it it's i i just don't and, and then that's my whole thing on electronics is the amount of time I'm going to spend trying to learn how to use this thing, you know, for what I fish here, it's not going to, it's not going to pay off. Now, yeah. if I, if at some point I start traveling the country and fishing these lakes that are major lakes, you know, it may be beneficial for me to learn how to use that thing, but here it's not. And I don't foresee myself ever trying to learn how to use one of them things <laughs> yeah i mean it's yeah. it's definitely 
there's a massive learning curve and that it's not even just like Ryan, like you said, it's not even necessarily the, um, the learning part of it of on the water and what looks like a fish. What is this? What is that? Where is my bait? Cause like, that's actually one of the harder things is actually finding where your lure is at in perspective of the, the sonar as well. Like I spent an hour on the water the first day I went out with it, watching YouTube videos just to try to figure out the best visual of how to actually set it up and everything for how I was going to be able to utilize it best for myself. Um, and again, it, it didn't, it didn't catch me any extra fish in tournament stuff whatsoever. Um, up on the reservoir was probably the one area that I think it would have been best to have it just because of that being a deeper lake and, not as much structure around the edges and everything. So like you definitely could try to find some stuff and target fish offshore. Um, and if I, and especially a lot of suspended fish, um, which I was trying to do, I just didn't have that good of luck with it. Um, but it is again, being such a, you know, a hot topic item right now that, I, you know, felt like it had to just even for a quick little conversation about it. Um, I, Ben, you mentioned it. I actually am excited to get up to Erie and utilize it up there, whether it's for the tournament side or even just getting up there a day to fun fish, because I feel that most, I shouldn't say most of the time, it seems like a lot of the times I see guys utilizing it are more so on smallmouth than on largemouth. Um, and maybe it's just those are the people that I'm following are more smallmouth anglers than uh than guys that are fishing a lot of stuff for largemouth. But you know, uh the one dude I followed, Joey Walton, which I don't know if either one of you are familiar with him, like the dude's catching like seven and eight fucking pounders in lakes somewhere that i don't know that i wish i knew where it was um and i mean he's throwing like six inch swim baits at these things that are suspended on the bottom and catching these massive massive smallmouth. and it's really cool to see that um obviously one of the the better you know one of the more talked about aspects with it is it makes watching tournament fishing fishing boring because guys are literally just staring at scopes for or at their screens in the front of their boat a lot of times so yeah. um that's on that because i had a conversation about that not long ago um how i learned how to fish was watching t- fishing on tv saturday mornings i'd get up i'd watch fishing on tv that's how i learned Bill how to dance talk- outdoors jimmy houston <laughs> where you learn how to target structure it's where you learn how to like when you see when you watch it, there's cues like you see what they're throwing. You see where they're throwing it, what the weather's like. You see all those things. I think if they can find, you know, the biggest thing is like as a as a viewer, it's boring to watch. I think if they can incorporate a way to like do like a split screen where they're showing the angler and where they're casting or even like pull up a full screen of their 
their uh, live scope and sh like have the angler talk about it. Like this is what I'm focusing on. This is where I'm at. This is the depth. This is the water temperature. This is why I'm focusing on this at this depth at this water temperature. Like I think if they find a way to incorporate the machine, it's going to make it worth it because, and, and it'll sell more machines because they'll, their people are going to get intrigued by it and hear about it and learn about it. Like it, it, I think it's just right now it's so young and so new that it just hasn't like film crews. They haven't caught up with keeping it involved in the fishing because yeah. it, it's a part of fishing. It's not going to go anywhere. People no. are catching too big a fish on it. It, it. It's a great, it is a great tool. Um, but I, I, they just need to find a way to to make it mesh and keep their viewership up. And and if they do, if they find a way to make people want it, then they're gonna. It, it's just gonna be more beneficial. It's, uh, it, it's a, it's a lot of people like me that are not wanting it because people are catching big fish on it. And unfortunately, it's just not the way. I mean, that's not the way it works. It's. It's part of the game. It's you just gotta you gotta deal with it. <laughs> yeah. So Ryan, let me ask you this. Um if if like there wasn't, you know, money's not an object for it, and you could set up your kayak of all kayaks to go fishing in right now, would you put it on your kayak? And knowing how you fish. Nah. would you would you put it on there just to have it as another tool in your in your toolbox to use whenever you go out if i could have a chip inserted into my brain that taught me how to use it yes if not no absolutely not because i to learn how to use something like that it doesn't i mean <laughs> It just depends how passionate you are, really. Like, I'm not passionate about learning how to use it. So I'm obviously not going to spend the time to learn how to use it. If you are passionate about that kind of stuff, you are going to spend the time to learn how to use it. And I don't want to discourage people from buying one because I think it's useless because it's not useless. But for somebody like me, it is because I'm going to waste my time and money buying it trying to learn how to use it, being frustrated with it because I'm not passionate about learning how to use it. To just uh, go and throw a, a wacky rig along grass. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because that's what I'm going to do when I find the fish is going to drop. So I've been doing the same thing anyhow. But yeah. no, like I think for people that want to learn how to use electronics, don't go buy. I don't even know how it works. Like but I've seen people like these people out there with those things in conjunction with other depth finders. It, it's if you're passionate about learning that aspect of fishing, by all means, freaking do it because that tool is the tool to have. There isn't anything comparable in the electronics market. That's going to put you in position to catch big ass fish like live scope like live scope is the shit i'm not gonna hide it i'm not gonna say that oh live scope's the devil it's a great tool it's just not for me yeah it's uh 
I, I was trying to find the picture for it, and I don't know if I sent it to you guys in our group text or not. Um, there's a what, the guy, seven, the seven screens. Yeah, the from uh, <laughs> Kyle Patrick. He um, he won a uh, an Opens champion. He's an Elite Series pro this year now because he moved up and everything. And they show the front of his boat, and it literally has six hummingbird screens. <laughs> on the front of it like it's it's craziness but i mean those guys are fishing for a shit ton of money like why would you not have it if you didn't i was in those shoes i probably i can guarantee you i'd learn how to be passionate about that shit real quick (laughs) yeah because that's a lot of that's like that that that's different than what we do yeah it's way different than what we do those guys are out there trying to feed their family I'm not trying to feed my family by kayak fishing. Yeah. No, I, I well, fully hear you. You know what I mean? One. Like, so here's the other thing too. Like those guys are running like 250 horsepower mo- motors. They're pre-fishing for these events. And so like they have spots picked out already to have fish on it. So they're going to pull out their live scope so they can try to dial those fish in to a pattern as quickly as possible because they need to catch fish fast before other guys get to those spots and catch fish and, and, and take yeah. what they could potentially take. It doesn't work the same in kayak fishing because, like, I mean, even with a motor, you're at, maybe at most you're gonna go like around five miles per hour. Yeah. Where are you gonna get to anytime fast? Like, you can't, yeah, you can't spot hop and go like, oh, I got these four schools of, of fish offshore. It takes you like three hours to hop between the schools, and if you're if you don't have it dialed in, you're screwed. You just you caught zero fish. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's um, it definitely like that's the that's the biggest thing for us is pre-fishing like those dudes go and pre-fish and they just idle around a lake for hours, just graphing the entire thing. And, you know, looking at all of their, their stuff that's coming back on their electronics and everything. Like, I mean, maybe I'm pre-fishing wrong. I don't know, but like I go to a lake, like I went up to Wilhelm and I went to a complete opposite area that I was even thinking about fishing just to like, okay, are there fish here? Like, you know, just trying to find something. And that's how I pre-fish because it was, I'm just trying to get away from everyone to see if I could find, you know, a different pattern, different places and that sort of stuff. Like you said, Ben, we just don't have the capability of, you know, making all those runs and putting in, I mean, for the most part, most of us can't put in all that time to do the same kind of stuff that those guys do, which then falls back to what Ryan says is they're trying to feed families and fill sponsor, you know, sponsorship stuff and like all their, uh, other requirements and everything that they have with that. So it's, it's entirely different in the, the kayak versus the, you know, the glitter boat scene and everything. But, um, I, as Ryan said, it's not going to go away. I hope to continue and will continue using it and trying to, make myself more familiar with how to utilize it better. Um, Cause there might be a point in time where I do get that advantage of a lake we're at that I can dial something in and watch them come up and, you know, eat bait after bait and bring a lot of fish in and stuff. But I don't know, I guess time will tell with it and everything, but yeah, I just wanted to get your guys the uh, quick little opinions on that one. Um, couple other things here uh to talk about that you kind of 
kind of already touched on it a little bit. And I don't know if this is going to seem like a, a strange question uh, to ask that because I don't want to make it seem like it's, you know, by no means is this to bash on other series at all. But the question is, you know, for anyone that is looking into getting into um, the tournament scene for kayaks, why KBKS? Well, I mean, because I'm here, duh. No. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say, like, obviously, Ben and I were obviously have a bias for KBKS, right? So I'm going to say, hey, like, if, and I've already actually had this encounter before, and I'm glad that this question even got asked. In a group, somebody asked about kayak trails and PA, and like, I listed all of them because, and obviously, I listed KBKS first for good reason. Um, what Ben and I do, you know, every director for every trail puts a lot of time and effort in to offering anglers what they want to offer their anglers. And I think what's cool about what Ben and I offer is that we offer, we try to offer everything differently. Like it, the goal is the same. It's to offer anglers a good time. And the chance to make a little bit of money and by a little bit of money, I mean more money into our local tackle shops. Mm -hmm. um, but we try to offer, we look collectively at all the other trails in PA, which is Slay Nation, PA Bass, and then the kayak anglers chain. Um, we look at that and then we say, okay, this is what they do. How can we do the same thing differently? And it it's working. It's it's cool. It's different. There's I say KBKS first because it's different and you're going to get a different experience with us because we focus on making sure we offer a good time differently. Yeah, I think that's that's well said. I mean Obviously, you know, KBKS wouldn't be here if we were 100% satisfied with everything else. But even at the same time, like, that's not knocking them. That's just, you know, trails get started with a purpose. And, and sometimes that purpose stays, sometimes it changes. Um, and we just thought that, you know, whenever this first started, before even, like, you know, Ryan was running the, the River Series, we, we were always just trying to do something that was still fun and different but was fair to everybody and it always has to be fair and if you feel like there's any kind of bias in any of the the tournaments or whatever like then i don't think we're doing our job you know we try to make it equal across the board and we want guys just to come in you know we don't have membership fees because we want guys to be able to just to try it out you know and just try an event see if they like it and if they if they do awesome come to more events if not then that's fine too. Like we're not going to knock you if you if you come in. You're like, ah, I don't like the vibe here or whatever. That's fine. There's lots of other trails. We all offer something in this state that's going to appeal to somebody. Obviously, we hope you pick ours. Um, but it is what it is. You know, we we just we think we have a lot of good stuff to offer, and you know, it seems like each year it, it grows and gets bigger and bigger. Um, and hopefully, we keep going that way. Yeah. It's fun. It's a lot of work on the back end, but um, that's why we're here. That's what we do. 
you know? Yeah. Um, so. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're on a podcast right now with someone who just randomly decided to come to an event two years ago or last year <laughs> and like, you know, now both of you are like my good fishing buddies and everything. And yet, yeah, it, uh, it's, I think as directors, I mean, you have to be your biggest cheering section. Like, I mean, that's, that's your job is to, to promote your series and think your series in, you know, a certain way is better than any other one, even though you don't want to, you know, you're not coming across as it being a pissing match, but like, if you want yours to be the one that sticks out for the the angler that's going to be like hey you know what i fished in three different ones this past summer i think i'm just going to focus on this one this year because i liked how they ran things and stuff so yeah um you know that's I mean, a... I'll, yeah i'll add one more thing in there uh i don't fish a lot of other trails and i would i would totally fish every trail that I could possibly fish even if it wasn't ours there's one thing that keeps me from fishing all the other trails. I can't use my motor. Yeah. If I'm going to spend a whole day on the water, uh, I work hard. I play hard. When I get a chance to go out fishing and fish a tournament, um, I know that I have to work hard and play hard the next day, whether it's doing stuff around the house, the family, whatever it may be. So I want to not exert myself as much. So the motor helps, but there's still days I bust my butt on the water. and I'm still exhausted, but, that's my biggest factor. I just, I, I want to see a motor. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I've said it in previous episodes as well Is that that's what drew me to yours. And that's why I'm sticking with it because I spent a lot of money to get a kayak that will allow me to, uh, to give me the best opportunity to move around on the water. And that has a motor and, or, I mean, that, that is a motor and I, I mean, I'm not going to fish other ones just for the simple fact of I I like the one that we fish in. I mean, having you guys again as as fishing buddies and you know doing these podcasts with you and stuff and everything like it's just cool as shit. Like that's I just don't want to to leave that. Um, and if you ever said like, hey, next year we're gonna ditch the motor thing, then I'd be like. All right, well, I guess I'll start looking for another series and you guys are cool, but <laughs> I need something I can use this motor in. So not that um, cool. Yeah. yeah, you're not that cool. But <laughs> yeah, no, I think that again, it's a it is a great series. Um, it's you know, I may come across as being biased, but I have fished in another series and did a couple tournaments with them. And this one is definitely a lot better. I've gotten to, you know, I've met a lot of really cool people with this one, um, gotten to be friends with some of them and have done fishing outside of tournaments with them and everything. So, and that's, I think, you know, that's probably one of your not ultimate goals, but I think that as a director is, is cool for, you know, you and Ryan to hear to be like, you know, like I'm good friends with Tyler Rupert. Like I, you know, we talk about going up the Erie and doing some steelhead fishing and like trying to get together and doing some kayak fishing and trying to convince Colton to, you know, get out of the gym and come up to Erie and chase some steelhead with me and everything. But, um, but she was able to, I just wasn't able to, and the water was absolutely terrible, which it has been all year. But, um, yeah, I think that, you know, you need to, uh, toot your own horns when it comes when it comes to the series. So, 
What I is? Don't like, uh, I don't like tooting my horn. I just like to fish. Yeah. <laughs> toot toot. Uh, all right. Favorite. What's your biggest memory for 2023 season in regards to the tournament series? Wow. Um, I will say the coolest thing that I got to do this year was get Anthony's ass out to the Susky. That was freaking awesome. Even though he didn't have a performance he wanted to have, I think the mere fact that he showed up out of nowhere to the Kiski event pretty much laid the smack down on all of us. I think he finished fifth, which for anybody is a good finish let alone a 17-year-old kid. Um, I, I think the coolest thing was to see him get to go out to the Susky and experience that because as a grown-ass man, like the Susky makes my heart melt. And <laughs> to get to take a kid out there, it was just incredible. It was really cool. Hey, hold on, wait. What What is this you got to take him? Yeah, you, you the, took him. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> wait a second here. Let's, let's rewind effort. this a little bit here. Like, it, it, it actually was funny on the way back whenever like I just look over and we're coming like out across like State College and stuff, and he's just like zonked out in my front seat, and he eventually wakes <laughs> up, and he was like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Like, I was a little bit tired there. <laughs> like, yeah, I could tell, bud. Uh, uh, what about you, Ben? Um, I I think my my favorite part of the the season, the thing that that I will remember, um, at the beginning of the season when I announced that it was going to be a two day championship, and the lake was going to be Wilhelm, the amount of like hate messages, well not hate messages, but like, hey dude, um, are you sure you want to do Wilhelm? I don't think it's going to be that great that time of year. And I got tons of it. Yeah, and I was like, no, that it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And the weather was absolutely terrible that day. And Dog. the hogs that showed up was absolutely worth it. I mean, it was insane. If you stuck with it, I mean, it just the fish getting caught was just insane. 20, so, the 22 of the year for both trails was caught that day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was cool to, to see that, like, because after I got all those messages, I was like, wait, did I, did I fuck up? Like, <laughs> but I was like, I kept no, looking at it. I, was like, no. I, I did I was right. Like, no, I, I know this is going to work out. Like, I know that lake. I know it doesn't, like, get on everybody's radar at that time. Like, it, it'll it be fine. It'll be fine. And I even went there every month just to test it. Like, oh, please, please stay like this. And <laughs> and it did. And it was, it was awesome. Wilhelm's low-key hot. It's, yeah, it's underrated. I, it's it, I don't know. It's like one of them lakes that like you either love it or hate it. But I feel like as a river fisherman, if I'm going to go fun fish, I'm going to Wilhelm. Yeah. So. To, I guess, answer my own question. Uh, you know, what, Ben, I actually like. I had thought about Wilhelm and, you know. The I want to say the best memory but obviously the most memorable thing for me for the season was flipping my shit in the kiski um so yeah you won't forget that one no i definitely will never forget that one um but wilhelm yeah i mean it it honestly is like 1a and 1b for those because wilhelm 
was one of those days where it was just like, what the hell am I doing out on this water right now? Like I should not be fishing. Just pack your shit up, like go home, go to Permanis, eat some lunch with the family, like, you know, do that stuff. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to go out on the main body of water. I'm just going to go out. I'm going to try it. And all of a sudden it's like, I put an 85 inch bag together and I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, this is awesome. (laughs) Like that definitely was, that was, that was cool. I, that, and, um, and like Ryan said, I had only like as a lake to go and fun fish. I've went up there a couple times with Nick and just, I never really had luck. I mean, you know, we would catch some fish, but not, not quality. Like it's just your normal cookie cutter stuff. You might hook into like a 16 or 17 here or there and be like, Oh man, like fish of the day. Like this is awesome. Um, but I had four fish of the day that day. So it was, (laughs) it was really cool. So yeah. But also for me, um, even though I have not been on that body of water many times, um, and actually I think it was only a couple times, having went to Erie and like put together a decent bag in Erie um was was pretty rewarding for me just in that that aspect of that's a fairly intimidating body of water even even the bay I mean I'm not gonna lie like obviously Lake Erie itself is very very intimidating and just in terms of size and how quickly that lake can change and everything along those lines, which anyone that is familiar is well aware of how that lake can just chew you up and spit you out in a blink of an eye. Um, but having went up there and catching fish and everything, like I was, I was happy about that. Cause I remember, I think it was like driving home. I sent Nick the pictures, the fish I caught that day. And I remember going up there before that and being like, yeah, man, like I, I can't fish here. Like I suck up there. It's not a big deal. And then I think he replied back like, Oh, apparently you suck on Erie still. And it's like, yeah, okay. I guess I had a good day. Like, you know, wasn't a great day, but it was, uh, it was decent enough for me to be, to be happy. But yeah, flipping my shit, Wilhelm and Erie are definitely, uh, three of the more like polarizing things for me for, uh, this past year. And also the, the camping out in the Susky was fun too. That that was a good time. (laughs) That was yeah and so we'll finish it off with this and you know it's probably a fairly easy answer i don't know but uh what are you most looking forward to for 2024 not necessarily an event or anything but just uh and don't give like pc tournament director like oh i'm just excited for every event and for everyone to have good times and everything like (laughs) you know what what are you actually excited for for uh 2024 angling season Go ahead, Ryan. I'm thinking, and that's dangerous. All right. All right. right. Well, do you need more time to think, and I'll go? Yes. Go ahead and go. All right. Um, I, you know, I, I have an unhealthy addiction to the big bass. Um, and so, you know, I'd love to catch a seven pound smallmouth and an eight pound largemouth during a tournament. That's, that's what I want to do. I want to catch something big, uh, during a tournament. You know, I want to catch, you know, a 23 smallmouth. I want to catch like a 24 largemouth. That would be uh, that would be awesome. That's even if I don't win. If I just catch one fish that day, I just I love I love the big girls. 
By you, Ryan. Good answer. Uh, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to everyone having that. <laughs> I really am, though. I mean, I, honestly, I, like, I know I, you I, genuinely I, are, but like, my, my favorite part about this is seeing everyone have fun. Legit, like, I don't even care how if I catch a fish. My favorite part is seeing people have fun. But I want to win the two day. I want to qual. I I'm gonna qualify because I'm gonna fish at least three. Um, I want to win the two day. My goal, what I'm looking forward to the most is putting together two solid days later on in the year. I have never been able to do well heading into fall. Never in my life have I been able to do well, largemouth or smallmouth going into the fall. Um, so I'm, that is what I'm looking forward to the most. My time on the water hopefully is going to pay off next fall. I hope that I can do it. That's what I'm looking forward to. Like it. I, in looking at the events, um, definitely for me, for what I'm most, (laughs) yeah, for what I'm looking forward to most out of the lakeside is, is Erie in April. If, you know, in picking one event where even if it was like, I'm going to just fish one event on each side, I am a hundred percent it would be going up to Erie in April and trying to get on some big smallmouth and just knowing the quality of fish that we have up there and everything. Like I definitely want to, you know, I want to put a decent bag together up there, whether it's, you know, if I, if it would be a winning bag, that'd be flipping awesome. But even if it is a, a solid one where if I don't place, but like, I feel good with it then then that's that's what i'm definitely for the season and uh and utilizing this sweet ass new trailer i just bought today so <laughs> uh and getting that all modified up and getting ready to uh to drag my shit around to tournaments so but yeah i i am excited for the season uh it is still a number of months away but it's going to be here a lot quicker than i'm sure you know everyone is going to think and all of a sudden it's going to be March and it's going to be like, Oh shit. Like in three weeks, I'm heading to Erie to, you know, to fish in a, in a tournament and stuff. So it'll be, it'll be good times. We will obviously be continuing doing these. I like the, you know, the recaps and everything. I hope that you guys want to continue along with it as well. And, um, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll do the job for you all here real quick unless Ryan or Ben want to, but I was going to pull the, I was going to pull the picture back up. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, sponsorship wise, we're back with Ashigan, Ithaca Brewing. Yeah. Yes. One, two bait company. Scared yes. Fishless. Yes. KMB. Yes. And our big one performance, uh, performance kayak. Yep. And those, those are sub, I don't want to say those are subject to change because those are locked in. Um, there is always a possibility to see more names on our, on our stuff. So always keep your eyes open and I'm sure you'll hear about it long before it's added to our, our, uh, our picture there. So 
Yeah. Uh, I, I will you know that add one more thing, and uh, I think we are going to be locked in here to have a uh, an online event at some point. Um, still have details to figure out, but I think we're going to get a kayak. So I think oh. we're going to kayak the giveaway. So it's looking good right now. That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you just said that, and I meant to ask this earlier. Is there talk of possibly doing any month long or any not tournament team events? Not like, uh, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Not part, yeah, part of the AOI stuff. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we we've talked about the team stuff. Uh, it's definitely something that we could do on the uh, back end with like Tourney X. You, you can set stuff up on there for for teams. So that wouldn't be that difficult to do. Um, we've just been kind of shooting the breeze with it a little bit, kind of tossing ideas back and forth. Um, I didn't want to move forward with the online one until I I get it you know, written in stone that we we have a kayak to give away as a prize. Um, and we still have some more stuff to talk about team-wise. I, I think team stuff is definitely going to be – we're going to be brewing that one up a little bit, um, whether it happens this year or next year. But I, I think it's definitely something – I think moving forward, it's it's high, it's high, it's close to the center ping of the radar. (laughs) Okay, I like it. I like it. Yeah, sorry, I I totally forgot about that till you uh, mentioned about the the kayak and online stuff. So, um, all right, fellas. Well, we will wrap it up with that. It's been another fun one. Um, I'm probably gonna throw it out there and say that this might be the last one for a few months here because. We uh, just recapped all the stuff that we needed to, and then it's going to be prime time here in uh, no time for some bass fishing. But till then, I'm going to be freezing my ass off in those uh, waters up in here trying to catch some chrome. So hopefully your first baby, hopefully your first podcast back is a banger, buddy. Hopefully we can lock that down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll be good. I think we'll uh, have some fun. Ben, you and I definitely need to try to get hooked up and, uh, going up there together never really worked out last year and then ryan you're heading up there aren't you next weekend with my dad my dad hasn't been up there in over 30 years well, so it'll be cool to be up there with him because like i said we i my mom passed away this past year early in april and uh him and I, I mean we always go trout fishing every year we've talked about this before on the podcast it's just our thing we every every first day of trout for my entire life we've done it he used to go salmon fishing up there religiously um and him and his buddy at my mom's wake were talking about wanting to go up and we're making it happen so it'll be my first like far away fishing trip with my dad of my life so nice. that will be fun nice well whenever uh we'll talk this week i'll uh i'll drop you some pins so all right where to go and have some uh hopefully get into some fish and you guys have some fun but until uh until then boys it's been a been a good time it was an awesome season i know we already kind of recapped stuff but it was fun to talk about it again and uh we'll see see where things go here in the very uh, near future for us wrong like it awesome all right well until next time cheers to uh you fellas and uh bastards are out Cheers. Peace.